views and opinions on the following program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079, WOLD, or SRN Communications. It's time now for Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732 748 1079. That's 732 748 1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello, good evening. Thank you for joining me for Here's the Thing. I'm Lauren Cardinal, your host. Nothing changes until you do. So if you want to change your life, it starts with changing your mind. Thank you for listening on 107.9 FM or online right now. And thank you to the Sussex County listening audience at 97.5 FM. And thank you to my podcast listeners far and wide. Eight countries now. Unbelievable. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. So tonight, on August 28th, our thoughts are going out to those in Texas experiencing the effects of Hurricane Harvey in, in Houston and the surrounding area, even into Louisiana. So many people affected, and it's not over yet. Thinking of you and praying for your safety. And for our listener, George, in Texas, I hope all is well over your way. You know, physical needs and safety are of utmost importance. According to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we need our, our physical needs met first. Food, water, warmth, rest, and next to safety and security. Those are the two things so many of the people in Texas are dealing with right now. Beyond that, however, love and relationship needs are next. And that's where we're kicking things off tonight with the show. At some point in our lives, we've all been around someone who we know is not good for our state of mind. It can be relatively easy to avoid someone when we have the choice, but what about when we don't? Oftentimes, we refer to those situations or the situations with the people as being toxic. But what does that mean? And how is toxic different than destructive, or are they the same? I suppose it could be argued that a toxic person is destructive, and in a certain sense, that is true. But I believe it differs in terms of type and severity. As defined, you know, I like to look for the definitions. As defined, toxic means very bad, unpleasant, or harmful. Toxic comes from the Latin toxicum, which means poison. Destructive means causing great and irreparable harm or damage or tending to refute or disparage. Negative and unhelpful. I think of a destructive person as someone who is verbally hurting you or physically harming you. And it's really changing the path, the movement, the trajectory of your life. If you have a destructive person in your life, 
that's when we want to take bold action and either walk away from that person or confront in order to truly protect ourselves, protect our energy, and protect our peace of mind. A toxic person is a little bit different. A toxic person, in my opinion, is someone who's unpleasant, that can be challenging for you, that perhaps doesn't see your perspective or understand, and it's challenging. Oftentimes we have a toxic person in our family. We might have a toxic coworker or friend that we've had for a long time that's become difficult to be around. And those relationships, although challenging, can also teach us quite a bit about who we are. And so when you're looking throughout your world and the people with whom you spend your time, one of the ways you identify a toxic person is that typically, well, typically we love a toxic person, parent or sibling, but there are challenges and roadblocks in that relationship. And typically with a toxic person, communication is really challenging. Disagreements, arguments, not feeling validated, or if you get frustrated by the fact that you feel you can't talk or communicate about it, that you can't be heard. I'm remembering a call from a woman named Susan. It was in one of the first few shows that we did. She was talking about her mother, who for the first 10 minutes of every conversation would discuss the misfortune of everyone around her. The experience for her and the expectation of that experience of those 10 minutes frequently were toxic for Susan. They just drained her energy. And that's a great example of a toxic relationship, emotional energy drain. Tonight, we're talking about toxic relationships and how to navigate through the unavoidable ones. We'll discuss ways to stay balanced around these unsupportive, unhealthy, and unavoidable relationships and help you identify them better and faster so you can use your power of choice to close the door on them sooner if that's what you choose, but also find ways to relate better so that you can stay protected. First off, tonight's show is brought to you by North Star Asset Management. Investment advisors located in Panther Valley with over 30 years of investment experience. You can check them out online at www.nstarinvest.com. They've been helping people create long-term success with their financial plans by choosing the appropriate withdrawal rate. If you're at a distance from their location and you're not sure whether you're in their service area, you can reach out to them directly. They may be able to come to you. For more information, call 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or you can find them online at www.nstarinvest.com. Now, my last show was about the power of clearing clutter. Clutter clogs up more than floors, tables, and closets. It blocks abundance. By digging in and unearthing what you can understand about yourself from your clutter, you can see the opportunities in front of you. Any dread you feel is a powerful indicator of a root issue. In that show, we talked about the fact that while it starts with cleaning up your closet or garage, it can be so much more. We discussed how you can start right now clearing a path out of clutter of any kind and find the energy that's been buried inside you. If you want to know more about what was discussed on the show, about how to do that, or if you'd like to hear it again, 
You can find that podcast as well as all of my previous podcasts on my website, www.laurencardinal.com. And that's cardinal with an E on the end. Or you can find the podcasts through iTunes. And I mentioned this last week. I want to mention it again that starting in September, I'll have a weekly newsletter that goes out. Short and sweet, my weekly newsletter will provide highlights of this weekly radio show. It may include ponderings on a thought or a quote or links to really great information. Right now, you can go to my website's contact page. Just click on the newsletter icon and you're in. Also, if you send me an email, I'll forward to you a free recording based on tonight's show. I'm hoping that I'll have time towards the end of the show to do the visualization. And that's what I'm going to record, and I'll send you for free if you send me an email requesting that, and I'll also sign you up for my newsletter. So send me an email. I'll send you the free recording. It's as easy as that. Again, I'd like to welcome the Sussex County listening audience to the show on WRSK 97.5, broadcasting from Sussex County Community College. On Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m., you can hear the show pre-recorded. The live shows are recorded on Monday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. on 107.9 WOLD Radio. And as always, you can listen to the live show on the Internet at WOLDradio.com or through the TuneIn Radio app on your phone or the free Apple app, Apple app for WOLD. And a quick update I wanted to mention from our listener, Jerry. If you've been listening to the show, you're familiar with Jerry's situation, and I recently heard from Jerry again this past week. And he said that checking into the Carrier Clinic is the best movie he's ever made, and he's doing great. His words, not mine. Way to go, Jerry. And he repeated it again. He's doing great. Love it. So now on with the show. You're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. And tonight we're talking about dealing with toxic or even destructive people. If you're dealing with a difficult situation or person, please reach out. Let's talk about what's going on with you. The lines are open, 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. So our family is our family. But how do we prevent toxic people from entering our lives? Is there something about us that attracts toxic relationships? For most of us, we open the door to a toxic person. Toxic people know our vulnerabilities and know exactly what to say. The next thing you know, we're in a situation because we open the door. Ouch, right? You mean I did this? I let this in? The answer is yes, but only because you weren't wise to what was going on. So afford yourself some forgiveness there right off the bat. When you know better, you can do better. And that starts now. There are a lot of ways to define a toxic person for the simple fact that there are so many different types of toxic people out there. I'd like to start with a practical definition that covers most of the variations. A toxic person is someone who has the potential to impact both you and your livelihood, negatively. And that includes mentally, emotionally, and physically. And physically from the effects of the toxins in your body, which we'll go into a bit later. Ultimately, a toxic person is bad for you. The reason a toxic person is so dangerous 
is that often they're not readily recognized as being very toxic. You could go days, months, or even years associating with these types of people and never even know how much damage they're causing in your life. It can be very stressful to not be able to decipher between who's really trying to be a positive influence in your life and who isn't. And there are definitely going to be moments in your life when you're going to be around and will have to manage a situation with a toxic person. So how do we do that? To protect yourself from a toxic person, you have to be able to know you have to be able to know one when you see one. And there are always signs. It's a matter of being able to identify them, how to spot a toxic relationship, how we participate, and how it affects us. We can run away from it, or we can observe it. And maybe we'll have to dig in deep. Within the dynamic in a relationship, there is something to learn. In the research that I do each week, I always like to look around at different books, either from books that I've purchased in the past and I'm familiar with, or books that may have come out that I'm less familiar with. And in researching, I discovered a book. It's called Toxic Relationships, Dealing with People That Are Difficult by Luke Gregory. And in his book, Luke Gregory mentions several different types of toxic people that are out there. And as we learn to identify them, we can either develop a healthy relationship with them or release them. Please keep in mind that these, gen these types are general types. It's not cookie cutter. And they're not specific to romantic or familial relationships. These toxic types are people you can, become, you can come in contact with at any point in time. And what he mentions is that there are 11 general categories and he lists them. And I'll, I'll mention them to you. I'll briefly mention each one. I'm sure you'll be able to identify with each one over the course of your life experiences. You'll probably be able to, even to put names to the people that you've met over the course of your lifetime that fit each one of the characteristics. And with each one of them, I'll discuss some of the approaches that you can take with each toxic type. So the first one is the look at mirror. All conversations direct back to this person. They're self-centered. They may have a weak, self-conscious, slow self-esteem. They desire being approved of and want to be liked. Ways that you can deal with them or talk to them on a general basis is by telling them about themselves. Maybe interrupt them back. These are the ones that interrupt you with, oh, that happened to me too. Oh, when that happened. Or let me tell you about this story. You can interrupt them back or you can ignore them. Those are some ways in, quick in the moment to deal with the look at me or. The second one, the Debbie Downer. This person is pessimistic, sees the bad side of everything, and may even be a complainer. They focus on the negative about small things because they want to be able to control them. It helps them feel safer. Ways that you can approach this person is to kill them with kindness. You could ignore them. You could cheer them up. Be careful in those instances, though, because we know of those that are the energy drains, like I mentioned earlier with Susan and her mother. You can try and cheer, cheer them up, but if you're hitting a brick wall as far as extenuating that cheer, it can suck your energy dry. So be aware of that. Protect yourself. 
And it's just one of the ways that you can deal with the Debbie Downer. The rebellious soul. This person has no regard for rules with little care for the cost. A number of reasons this personality trait exists, but he or she won't hesitate taking you down as well. So you have to be careful. Stay rational. Learn how to say no to this individual and give them other options. The opportunist. They see what they want and capitalize on anything and anyone they can in order to get it. Don't fall for their tricks. When you spot one, run and don't blow up. Those are the things to keep in mind with that individual. There's an example that I was thinking about. Actually, I think I, I read it in, in uh, Luke Gregory's book as the example that there was a gentleman who started working for a company and immediately was showing that he could excel. And there was another gentleman there that didn't pay any attention to him, avoided him. And as soon as he started seeing that this individual excelled, he started asking him to lunch, started following him around, engaging in conversations. All of a sudden, because this individual is successful, now the other guy was being opportunistic, whether it was to have the conversations to learn what he was doing so it would help him or to be seen with him, whatever it was, it was an opportunistic relationship. And in those relationships, it's a matter of running when you spot one. And don't blow up. Just take it easy. Breathe it out. The next one is the Peter Pan. This type of person's brain is wired to be happy and have fun. Not to worry about being responsible or to really worry about anything. And ways to deal with this type of person is don't give them what they want. Push them to do better. Or kick them to the curb. Time to move on. The next one is the stagnantition, not statistician, stagnantition, a stagnant person, the person who seems stuck in life. They don't have a forcible passion, it seems, for anything, really. And it potentially could be from having a decision backfire, a big decision backfire when they were younger. Uh, of course, it's when they were growing up. Those are the things we talk about all the time with hypnotherapy. It's the things that happen when we're young that affect us as adults. So they could have had a big decision backfire on them when they were growing up or by encountering a loss at some point. For the person who is stagnant and seems stuck, that can be a toxic entity in your life. The idea is to not follow their lead, to try and get them out of their mindset, although understanding you can't control anybody else, understand the limitations, and also to keep them at arm's length. The freeloader, I don't think that really needs much of a definition, right? Taking credit for others' work or efforts. And the ways that that you can deal with someone like that. I think a freeloader we've all experienced, whether it's even in, in group projects, in grammar school, middle school, high school, college, that person that was part of the group didn't do any work was, but was taking credit for the work of the group. That's a good example of a freeloader. Ways that you can deal with someone like that is to force them to do the work. Hold them accountable. Take the credit for what you do and refuse to do their work. The next one is called the IYB, the in your business. And the individuals in this 
type fall into two categories. Either they're hiding their own secrets behind everyone else's stories, or they've never been taught personal boundaries. They never share information. And keep in mind, because of this, they're not trustworthy, and they are worth avoiding. But ways then you can deal with an individual like this if you're in an unavoidable situation with them is don't tell them anything personal. Learn to be the best listener in the world. And don't try to get even with them. It's just not worth it. The next is the control freak. And people who need to control the small details are most likely hiding a deep-seated fear of life falling to pieces behind perfectionism. They hide fear behind the control. And it could be a form of a tumultuous childhood. There could be a variety of reasons. And a lot of them, from my perspective, would go back to childhood because, as I just said, things carry through to adulthood. And dealing with someone who is a control freak, if you're in an unavoidable situation with them, is to stay as calm as possible. You could politely suggest an alternative. It is essential to be assertive. And you can also let them know that they're doing it. Let them know that they're trying to control the situation. Next is the habitual liar. If they don't think they're good enough for themselves, they will fake it. And that's where lying comes in. It could be linked to other disorders that are toxic, like narcissism. But being fake can also be connected to low self-esteem, which, of course, can also come from childhood. Ways that you can deal with someone like this if you're in an unavoidable situation is to try not to look too deeply into anything they say. You can question their information, and you can change the subject. It's a quick diversion. The last one I want to mention is a combination. It's uh, the sociopath, the psychopath, and the narcissist. They bridge on disorders, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. These disorders need to be... um, diagnosed by a professional as a disorder. And for someone who is uh, even on the borderline of what you think of sociopath, psychopath, or narcissist, they'll be, it'll be more likely that professional help will be needed when you're dealing with these individuals, depending on the severity. And just in this exa- as an example, the, a psychopath may not be somebody that's easy to deal with and you need professional help, but that doesn't mean a psychopath is a serial killer. There are very varying levels, um, ways that you can deal with these individuals if you're in an unavoidable situation. Give them a chance. Know the consequences. Don't try to be the peacemaker. And forgive yourself. So here's the thing also to keep in mind. There have been studies done. I can't quote the study right now, but I know I've heard it many, many times. And I can find out that information for you if you would like that. But it goes something like this. The five people surrounding us most closely have a great influence on our health. It's true. It's been proven. So who are the five people most closely surrounding you? And keep in mind how they can have an effect on your health. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. Excuse me, I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. And tonight we're talking about dealing with toxic or even destructive people. If you're dealing with a difficult situation or a difficult person, or you aren't, you aren't sure if you are, 
please reach out. Let's talk about it. The lines are open, 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Now, after I sent out a note on Facebook and on email about my up-and-coming show topic, I received an email from a listener. And this listener, we'll call her Jean. Jean listens online each week from northern New Jersey. She says that she's wanted to call in, but she's nervous. I get it. She also said that the topic that she wrote in about is very emotional for her, so she wasn't sure she'd be able to talk about it. So thank you, Jean. I really appreciate you writing in. It's a great way to get some dialogue around something on your mind. I encourage anyone who's tentative about calling in live to the show to send me an email. I can reach out to you. We can have some dialogue back and forth. Or with your approval, we can discuss it on the air for others to benefit from, whether you call in or not. If I have your approval to discuss the topic on the air, it's a way that the information or the situation that you're dealing with can help somebody else, and you may be able to be even to benefit if other callers call in with information, suggestions, um, things that have worked for them. Remember, this the the idea of the show is dialoguing. It's for everyone to learn. It's to inspiration. It's the inspiration for change. So. With Jean's approval, I'm going to read the email to you. I'm just checking the time. Okay, we'll have time. I'll read through this email, and then we'll take a quick break. So here's the email. Again, thank you, Jean. Jean writes, There's a person that I believe is toxic. Thoughts of her are consuming me and have consumed me for quite some time. My friend had a lengthy affair with my husband for 15 years, which is half of my married life. Now, these are people with whom our kids grew up. During these years, when we lived close by, we all got together two or three times a week. We would go out to dinner or just hang at each other's house. She and her husband had a relationship that seemed perfect to everybody. Over time, I had suspected something between my husband and her. My husband never really discusses his feelings with me, but when we were together with them, the two of them would kind of team up on me. She knew how he felt about certain things and did it anyway. I noticed that sometimes one or the other would finish the sentence for each other, and I also noticed how my husband knew where everything was in their house without asking. Several years ago, my suspicions came to light. I didn't actually catch them in the act, but it was obvious what they were doing. When I confronted her, she said, Oh, no, lady, don't go there, and that I was my own worst enemy thinking like that. She started clinging to her husband even tighter and ironically developed a high blood pressure situation at that time. I decided not to make a big deal out of it for the sake of their family and all of our combined children. Since then, I found out it was a huge mistake to be nice. Six months ago, I gave my husband an ultimatum to come clean, and thankfully he did. But when I found out the affair never ended, that it had been going on for 15 years, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I wanted to confront her in person, and she declined to meet with me, so regretfully, I let her have it over the phone. I told her all kinds of details so she knew that I knew. I told her she needs to tell her husband and the kids. I texted with her husband and their kids a little bit and realized that she had not told them everything. Her daughters were told, but one was told in the middle of a restaurant so that she could not express her feelings. 
That daughter is very bitter right now. Her husband had made the decision that it was all my husband's fault, and he exonerated his wife of all responsibility. They're moving on with their lives, and he suggested I do the same. That was six months ago, and I have not seen or heard from her since. I have this raging anger for her. I've gone to counseling, and it helped me a little, but it's still there. The fact that she played with my head all those years is awful. I even confided in her at times. Never a word. She just strung me along. Sometimes I feel like I have no self-control. How she could do something to another human being like that, that she called her best friend, is beyond my comprehension. And not a word of apology or remorse. She never reached out to me at all. I still cry every day and experience more anxiety. I'm having trouble coping. I need to move on for my sake. My mental health has been severely affected. I have a hard time making any plans or appointments in advance because I don't know how I'm going to feel emotionally. Any suggestions for perspective or something I can do? Well, Jean, this is a big situation. There's a lot going on here. And I expect that there are some people listening right now that have some thoughts that they want to share with you as well. And I welcome the additional thoughts in addition to sharing some of the things that are going on in my mind. If you'd like to call in and share something with Jean, I know she's listening, 732-748-1079. I'm looking at the time. I want to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about Jean's situation, uh, some thoughts, some perspectives, and what she can do moving forward. Be back in just a minute. For those of you who are retired or close to it, have you taken the time to conduct a safe withdrawal rate analysis? If you're like me, you've spent a lifetime saving for retirement and now you want to make sure that it lasts. Few things are more important to the long-term success of your financial plan than choosing an appropriate withdrawal rate and establishing that rate early on can make all the difference. The investment advisors at North Star Asset Management in Panther Valley can help you determine what withdrawal rate is right for you. They've been working with retirees in the area for the past 30 years. For more information, the number to call is 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or find them on the web at nstarinvest.com. And now back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD and your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hi, and welcome back. We were just talking about Jean and the email that I received from her about her husband and best friend having an affair for 15 years, half of her married life. And a couple of thoughts came to my mind initially when I was going looking through your email and also researching for the show. Um, there's something that I've seen many times, Jean, that I wanted to mention, and I don't know if it will help extensively, but there's a quote by John Mark Green. It says, people at war with themselves will always cause collateral damage in the lives of those around them. So right now you're experiencing the collateral damage. There is something going on with this woman 
there's a war inside her. The fact that the affair was happening has nothing to do with you. Has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with what you did or didn't do. It was two people reaching outside of themselves for something that they couldn't satisfy internally. And the only happiness that we can ever get is from internal. So that needs to be worked on. There was nothing that you could have provided to change things. It's not your fault. It was their choices based on them looking outside of themselves for something that could only be found within. And I wanted to address the when you mentioned that you didn't say anything so many years ago. You decided not to make a big deal out of it. And it reminded me of something that I read somewhere. and It says you're not required to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. You pretty much were sacrificing yourself for the sake of everyone else, weren't you? And while that can feel a bit higher in the moment, something for the greater good, I'm sure that it has it, it had its, uh, its toll on you. So we feel angry with people because we've been treated unfairly. Yes, we feel angry because we've been because we have hurt, but it's mainly because we feel anger. And that anger for any length of time can be toxic. So the fact that you wrote in about this experience that you have in relation to this subject matter is right on target. And it also sounds like your energy is drained, particularly if you're still crying every day. I want to point out that you did mention that you had some benefit from working with the counselor, and I hope that you're still doing that because any benefit is worth it. Um, for If you're crying every day and you're feeling that low and not wanting to make plans, I do think it's important to be speaking with a therapist. I do think that there are things that we could do together from perspective of hypnotherapy, but provided that you're also working with a, hypno with a therapist, and I would speak to that therapist before we started working together. One question I'm wondering, though, is how much anger do you have for yourself? I know that you're very angry with her. Uh, I haven't heard you mention your anger for your husband at your husband. Um, I wonder how much anger you have for yourself in this situation, whether it's for not taking things more seriously. You mentioned in the email that um, you made the mistake of being nicer or to go the nice route. So I'm wondering if there's some self-anger there. Um, you also had mentioned, which I didn't include in the reading of your email, but I wonder its importance that you mentioned that there are a number of people in your family who aren't aware of the situation. I wonder why. If you're not talking about this openly, why? And there's, I'm just curious if there's any part of protecting your husband that you're doing from, whether it's from backlash or from your family. And it just makes me wonder how much you're releasing him in this. And not that maybe you've, you've talked it out with him and maybe all is clear and that's why. I'm not sure about that. I wonder if you're protecting yourself from people somehow thinking any of this has anything to do with you because it doesn't. Or protecting yourself from everyone saying that you should leave him perhaps. And there, where would you be? There are a number of people, and that may not, it may not apply to you at all, but there are a number of people who stay in toxic relationships or toxic situations because 
of the fear of what's on the other side of it. If they were to leave the situation, what's there on the other side? And in the world that we live in today, that financial part of it is a, a big can be a big consideration is why people stay in a relationship that is toxic. And there is a lot at stake here. There's a lot at stake in terms of a relationship, but there's a lot at stake as a matter of your self-worth. You mentioned um, that your your husband came clean, so obviously you've had you have had the discussions about it. I wonder if you've thought that you would leave him, but I also want to ask you what's the cost in staying. And it may not be something that you can put specific words around, but I wonder about that. What if I said to you that there's no way you could ever leave him? You absolutely cannot leave him. You have to stay with him. What does that bring up in you? What sort of feelings, what emotions, what are you feeling in your body when I say something like that? What if I said that this woman will never take responsibility for her actions? And she will never apologize. She hasn't for 15 years. But what if that never happens? What if she is just deny, deny, deny? It's important for you to find your ways to keep your self-worth, to build yourself back up. Because I doubt that she's consuming her mind with your thoughts and you're letting her take up space in your head. And I wonder if it's just because of how much you're feeling your responsibility in this. And if you would like to give a call on the phone, just reach out. I'm sure you've heard the number, 732-748-1079. You did mention that it might be too emotional for you to call. I get it. That's totally fine. It's just a matter of working through some of these questions. And we can talk offline as well. I do believe that the anger that you're feeling is um, is telling. It's something to work through. And if she's never going to apologize and never take responsibility for it, that's a big one. And that is an indication for you of what she's like. It's a window into her. And there's no, no no denying the hurt that you feel. This is a relationship that you had. The hurt is extensive. But I wonder what the difference is between the hurt you feel and how you'd be able to manage through that as opposed to the anger that you feel and working through that. They're two different things. So if at any point through the rest of the show you'd like to give a call, please feel free to do that. If not, we'll talk online, uh, offline. And if there's anybody that has experienced this situation or has any words of wisdom, any words of encouragement for Jean, please give a call, 732-748-1079. And again, Jean, if you found a benefit with the therapy, which you said you did, I highly recommend continuing with it. So toxic relationships, Jean's experiencing a toxic relationships. And earlier we were talking, I mentioned that you could be be in a relationship with a toxic person for months, even years, and not understand the extent of the damage. So how do we know when we're in one? Toxic relationships 
are like poison in the body. Remember, it came from the Latin word toxicum, which means poison. If we are in a toxic relationship and we're essentially kind of swallowing those emotions, we're not releasing the toxins that build up in our bodies, and they do affect our mental and physical health. If we hold on to any emotion for too long, it becomes toxic. I've read that an emotion takes 20 minutes to process through your body. If you hold on to it longer than that, it becomes toxic. It's not a proven study, but physically, this can lead to various symptoms. People can get blocked. They get blocked in their capacity to move in and move out of emotions, which it sounds like Jean is there. She's locked in. And you can get a buildup. We can say that person is toxic or that person is toxic. toxic. But if you always think the buildup is outside of you, you're never in a place of strength. If it's outside of you, you're not in control and you're more likely to feel like a victim. So there is an opportunity in looking at the situation, even if it's looking at the situation with new eyes, so that you can get some control of it. Be in control of your emotions and get your power back. When you feel like a victim, that in and of itself is toxic. So it's a matter of using what you've learned and using what you feel to help you navigate. You can ask yourself, what am I bringing in? What am I holding on to? What am I not willing to release? It's easy to spot the outside toxins. That person is toxic, but we may not see how we are allowing that to enter. If we allow it and can identify it, then we can do something about it. Part of it with dealing with toxic people is that if we have lower self-esteem, we tend to attract those with higher self-esteem, possibly even inflated like the narcissist. And we like to be around them. We give, 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 and they take, 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 and then we wonder why they can't be more sensitive and that being around them becomes toxic. In those situations, notice where you feel it in your body because the physical bell will go off every time as soon as you're able to identify a toxic relationship. For the first time, that bell will go off easier and faster every time. Jean, your family friend who carried on with your husband is, as you said, toxic and possibly narcissistic. These individuals can be very confident, even fabulous. You may want to be around them. And then in the next moment, they tear you down. And we wait and look for the opportunities when we can have the good feeling, be in their good graces again. It is a toxic relationship. And fear can kick in. We can be put into a hypervigilance response. One of the reasons we stay attached to toxic relationships are for very good reasons of safety. Will that person tear me down, say bad things, or we stay for financial reasons, like I mentioned? And there are many more. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal. And tonight we're talking about how to navigate through unavoidable toxic relationships or situations in our lives. If you'd like to talk about a relationship you have or have something you'd like to pass along to Jean, 
The lines are open, 732-748-1079. If you want to do some reading from various authors about how to deal with toxic relationships, there are a few good ones that I've looked at, that I've had, that I've referred to, and I'll share them with you. They'll also be listed on my podcast write-up. The first one is what I mentioned before, Toxic Relationships, Dealing with People That Are Difficult by Luke Gregory. Another one is called Emotional Abuse Breakthrough Scripts by Barry Davenport. And that one is geared a little bit more towards, um, well, it says emotional abuse. But I like the idea that there are scripts, things that you can actually say. And not all of them apply, but I'm sure you you can glean some things that would be useful. Another one is Toxic Relationships, How to Identify an Unhealthy Relationship and Take Action to Repair It or Free Yourself by Devin Walters. So earlier in the show, I mentioned that if you sent me an email, I would send you a free recording of the visualization that I'd like to do. And I'm just looking at the time. I think we'll have time to do that. So if you are in a safe place, close your eyes and take in a deep breath. We'll do the visualization now. Take in a deep breath and exhale, releasing tension, tightness as you exhale. And take in another deep breath and exhale. And as you take in your next breath, understand that you create your world. You create the life you want. You decide what happens, how you feel, how you think, what you manifest. You choose now what comes into your life from moment to moment, day to day. And this moment is your awakening. You choose to consciously create what it is that you want for your day. Now, you may want to have many things to experience more of what life is offering. You may want to feel good, to see life with a healthy mind, to use eyes that are wide open, to feel healthy, more energized. And you may want to create something specific, very important for you today. You may want to bring into your life a healthy relationship or even an opportunity that you didn't know existed. So right now in this moment, you're going to consciously create what it is that you want. So take another nice deep breath and notice the area in your body above your navel, below your rib cage, that's your solar plexus. And breathe into that area as you choose conscious creation. Breathe it in. Notice what it is. Maybe the one most important thing that you'd like to create today. So breathe it in right there in the center of your chest, a beautiful golden light. Notice that most important thing that you'd like to create today and breathe into it. And now from that place in the center of your chest, your solar plexus, the place that is life expressed, let that golden light begin to shine outward, creating a beautiful glow that shines outward from you that contains the elements of your creation, of the thing that you want to create today. Let it contain the essence, the energy, the wisdom, the love, the life of your creation. 
Perhaps in this there's an opportunity, communication, healing, and forgiveness. Perhaps there's a solution to a problem. It may be that you'd like to create better health, more wisdom about a situation. Begin to understand that what you create in this conscious moment will be created and expressed in many ways during your day. So be aware. Be conscious. Allowing yourself to see with eyes wide open, with a mind that's willing to hear not only your own thoughts, but the wisdom of the thoughts of others. Your conscious creation is manifested in everything that you do today. Breathe into it. Feel more energized. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Good. Now I am told that Kim is on the line. Kim, it's home with you. Kim, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, Lauren, I can hear you. Hi, Kim. Thanks for calling in. I um, am sitting here in tears right now for Jean. I have been where she is now. I've been that way before, but under a bit of different circumstances. And um, although we can never tell anyone what they should or shouldn't do, I would love if Jean is listening to just please keep getting the help she needs. And when you had said, Lauren, about we choose, we choose, it brought me back to a, a poem. I can't remember who it's by right now. Mm-hmm. But um, it says something like, you choose whether, whether to give up or give yourself your all. With every word, every step you take, you define the person that you are and you can create your future. And it also, because I went through help, too, um, when all this happened, um, and I had to learn I did not cause it. There was nothing I did mm-hmm. that caused it. It was the two people who consented to it. I could not control it. I had to learn that. I have no control over it. It happened. And I, di- I can't cure it. I can't fix it. I can't fix it them. I couldn't fix my husband. I couldn't fix the woman that he had the affair with. Um, But ironically, I never talked to the woman. I went directly to my husband, as I believe he said Jean did. And um, I realized I couldn't fix it. It it happened. And Jean, don't beat yourself up. I beat myself up for many, many years. Mm -hmm. I stood on the edge of making the decision did I want to lose my marriage or and possibly lose love only because I felt where else was I going wrong and I'll never forget my therapist had said to me it's all fear and she said if you write down the word of fear and I wrote it down like she told me to and she put under F I want you to put the word false Mm -hmm. I went okay (laughs) and then under E I, I had to put evidence And under A, I put appearing, and under R, I put real. And I kept reading false evidence appearing real. Well, there was my fear. I'm thinking if I break up the marriage and I leave, there will be nothing to me. Well, that's not so. The marriage is part of my life, but it isn't all me. And I want her to feel her self-worthiness, take, get all of that that negative stuff out of her head and to continue 
in her therapy because it will work, but the change still has to come within you. And mm-hmm. that was a hard, hard thing, Norman, to learn. Mm-hmm. It was so hard to learn. And I had little minutes of thinking, okay, I can do this. And then I'd have an hour-long thing of, no, I can't. And it's just walking that fine line and knowing that you can do it, you will survive, you will be whole, you just have to walk through it. And it's not easy. And when I heard this whole thing, I just started crying. And this Mm -hmm. has been a few years since this happened. And I'm doing a heck of a lot better now. But I had to learn to let let the the situation go. Yeah, it's okay to be angry because we're hurt. This is the person you love, and they betrayed you. Mm Mm-hmm. But if we mm-hmm. do in that trade, we will never move forward. And that's the worst thing that happened to me. It affected my sleep habits, my eating habits. I was short-tempered with my coworkers. I missed the sunlight driving because all I could see was that darn dark tunnel. And I want mm. Jane to just hang in there and let her know there is light at the end of the tunnel, but she's got to be willing to walk towards it. Thank you for so much for sharing that, Kim. Boy. It's a tough road. It is a tough road, and she can do it. She can do it. That's all well, I because if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. It is. It's not worth the price. It is. Nauseous. It's the price. self-worth. Yes, exactly. There's no virtue in tolerating toxic behavior. It's time to protect yourself and walk, just like you said, walk towards that light, to walk through that tunnel. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We're, we are coming up to the, the close of the show, and you know, Kim, you listen frequently, and I know that you know I like to end with quotes, and I wonder if, well, how much you relate to this quote. You'll never really see how toxic someone is until you breathe fresher air. Ah, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for calling in, Kim. I really appreciate you giving a voice to someone else experiencing what Jean is dealing with and the encouragement to for her to keep going, to keep getting the help that she needs. And thank you, Lauren, for giving such great topics I just and Jean just hang in there you can do this and you can do this Jean I know you can I know you can thank you Lauren so much thank you Kim okay thank you for calling all right bye-bye good night so toxic people are sometimes unavoidable if for no reason then other reason than they're unidentifiable when you know better you can do better and I hope the information in tonight's show helps better prepare you for navigating through them in the future. For destructive behavior when it's an abuse situation, you can call 911 or the domestic violence hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. If you're in that situation, don't confront or stand up to a physical abuser by yourself. In the cases with a narcissist, a psychopath, or a sociopath, you may need to contact a therapist to work through those situations. I'd like to thank my sponsor, North Star Asset Management. I'd like to thank Kim, our caller, and Jean, our emailer. I would like to thank you for joining me tonight. Set your calendar and tune in next week live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You won't want to miss the show. Until then, 
do your best to keep it light, to smile and enjoy. Good night. For those of you who are retired or close to it, have you taken the time to conduct a safe withdrawal rate analysis? If you're like me, you've spent a lifetime saving for retirement and now you want to make sure that it lasts. Few things are more important to the long-term success of your financial plan than choosing an appropriate withdrawal rate and establishing that rate early on can make all the difference. The investment advisors at North Star Asset Management in Panther Valley can help you determine what withdrawal rate is right for you. They've been working with retirees in the area for the past 30 years. For more information, the number to call is 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or find them on the web at nstarinvest.com. The views and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079 WOLD or SRN Communications.